0: Welcome to the All Hoops Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Inman, and I'm joined by Chris Brito. Chris and I were very excited to talk about the Lakers getting two huge wins against the Bucks and the Clippers over the weekend, along with the Nets changing head coaches. But none of that seems to really matter now with the coronavirus creating havoc on all of our sports. The NBA has been shut down indefinitely, and it remains to be seen that the final 15 or so regular season games and the playoffs for each team will be played. Chris, my friend, how are you feeling? Hope you and your dad are safe.
1: Hey, Steve. Thanks for asking. Um, right now, I'm feeling well. I was recovering from a cold, not the coronavirus. Um, I'm feeling much better. Um, but but Steve, remember when we used to watch basketball games on TV? Oof. I... Steve. <laughs> I mean it's it's been more or less 36 hours since you know the NBA canceled uh the rest of the NBA season for for the time being and the NCA tournament obviously canceling their their things um I miss I miss the sport so much like just to know that it's not going to be around tonight you know those are things that maybe you know you kind of take for granted right having an 82 game season but obviously, I know that's not as important as what you know the world is going through right now in terms of the coronavirus. You know, there's been thousands of deaths, you know, all over the world, and you know, ultimately, I think the NBA made the right call after Rudy Gobert was diagnosed with the with the virus. Um, you know, it, it remains to be seen, right? Like there are other players that the Jazz have played in the last ten days. You know, they played what four or five other teams, and like, you know, the Knicks were one of them. So it remains to be seen if other teams also um, are, were impacted by having played against a player infected with the virus. Um, so it's, a, it's an evolving situation by the day.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously you mentioned it with Utah, you know, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, the first two players to test positive for the coronavirus. Uh, Chris, do you think we will and should we see the NBA again this season?
1: I mean, there's just so many unknowns right now. And I think the only way to assess this is after like 30 days to see how much the impact of social distancing will do with people. Um, I'm hopeful. Um, It sounds like, you know, at least in China, the numbers have kind of plateaued a bit. So maybe that will carry on for the rest of the, for the rest of the world. Um, I hope so, Steve. I hope so. I, I, I miss basketball already.
0: Yeah, I, I do too, my friend. I do too. Um, I think it will return. Obviously, we really don't know, but I could see a scenario where they start back up. Let's say seven weeks from now, you know, beginning of May, you play a abbreviated regular season, and so you've been maybe cut it in half, seven eight games to the fifteen sixteen, and then you start the playoffs. And yeah, that would probably push us through the end of July but that to me sounds better than the alternative which is no season no champion if you can play if it's safe to play obviously the the safety of the players the the officials the coaches the fans everyone involved the media it's it's the most important thing right now
1: right i mean as as you just said like once you know we know that players are safe to play and they're okay to interact with the fans like you know, then then I'll be okay with enjoying basketball again. For now, if this is the right thing to do, this is the right thing to do. And honestly it seems like it at this point. Um, but I wanna speak a little more optimistically, right? Say that the game say the game is back, say that you know, maybe it starts in May, June. Um, you know, we have stars who are currently injured right now and we could see them make a recovery from their injuries by the time the NBA is back to store, you know, you know, Ben Simmons comes to mind, Kevin Durant for the Nets, you know, and, you know, Carl Anthony Towns, even though his team is not in the playoffs, would be cool to see him play with D'Angelo Russell, you know, if he's healthy before the, you know, the abbreviated season or whatever version it comes back in returns.
0: Yeah, Chris, I think this makes a lot of sense, you know, trying to look optimistically here, the healthy players they could return. I think Simmons is the most likely he was going to be shut down for three weeks as of a week, you know, a week ago saying, Hey, like let's, let's see how his back feels in a couple of weeks right before the playoffs. Now he's going to have plenty more of time to come back and, you know, maybe they'll get an abbreviated regular season to gel with and And we'll see how that goes as for Kevin Durant. Look, he got, he tore the ACL um, or the, I'm sorry, the Achilles in, in June, First week of June. So we might not play again until around then. So, you know, it'll be a full year out. Would the Nets consider bringing him back on a strict minutes restriction? You have have social media videos, him dunking over multiple guys. If he's pushing to come back and it's been about a year and the doctors approve it, why can't he come back for a couple of weeks and we can get a look at Kevin Durant this season after all?
1: I think that would be incredible to see a player like that who hasn't touched the ball – in a game for such a long time and to see him in a playoff run like the Nets immediately go from an eighth seed really disguised as a fifth, sixth seed with, you know, with some upside, right? Cause you have Kevin Durant there. Um, and who knows what happens with Kyrie Irving and his injury. So, you know, those are things to keep an eye out for if the season comes back. Um, the other aspect of it that I find really interesting was that a few months ago or a month ago, or even a few weeks ago, it honestly feels like such a long time ago. The one of the, a Hawks official was putting out the idea that, you know, to to start the season, you know, before the coronavirus stuff, to start the season, you know, between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And right now, if the league come, starts their games again in, you know, let's say July, June, and ends in August. Whatever it is, whatever they decide, you know they they probably won't be able to start the off season so early. So that being said, then the NBA should consider exploring that idea of starting out the season early. You know they'll have, you know they'll ha- they won't have to compete against the NFL for those views. You know, so you know it could be a blessing in disguise. And obviously, this is an optimistic take on the situation with the coronavirus, but. Um, I'm intrigued about the possibilities.
0: Yeah, uh, a couple of points there for me on that. For one, I do not think this is something the NBA would consider going forward in terms of moving the season back, because for one, they have to get the players' approval, and would the players rather have their offseason in June, July, August, September during the summer, or would they rather have it in September, October, and Open <clears> when <throat> it's cold? So for me, I don't see the players ever approving that. But in terms of let's just say this season moves on through August and then the next season could be potentially moved back. I think what they could do is they could play around with a shorter regular season where instead of 82 long games, you're playing, let's say 75. And I think the product would be significantly better. Teams have more to play for. There's you're, you're not just playing out the string, which is kind of what these last few weeks were going to look like. I think that makes a lot of sense in terms of a shorter regular season where the the popularity of it might be more that they might just continue doing that going forward. So, I mean, it's obviously just speculation. And then the other thing, Chris, is, you know, we are, we are in a big belief that silver is the best commissioner in sports, right? We both believe that. Yes. And to me, the NBA handled this was so far ahead of the other sports, the other sports leagues, you know, just follow what the NBA did. And to me, it's, it just shows that silver and this NBA group are just pioneering sports into this 21st century. They've long been ahead in terms of replay and technology and understanding of what stream, you know, millennials with streaming and you, the other sports kind of just look like, you know, dinosaurs and fossils compared to them, but it just clearly this shows how it was handled that the NBA is way ahead of all of their sports leagues.
1: Uh, one more, one point on that. Um, you know, I also think that because Rudy Goldberg tested positive, I think that changed a lot of things. Um, you know, who knows what the NBA would have done, but they definitely made the right call in canceling the league. You know, you definitely don't want your players to be in other players infected with the virus after knowing it was positive test result. The other thing too, um, you know, this is an this is a league that prides itself in having empowering the players. And they would look very hypocritical if they found out a player is, is sick and the game kept on going and, you know, obviously spreading the illness around to more people. But luckily it's not, and that's not the case here with the NBA. And, like, fortunately for the NBA, you know, it's, it's doing the right thing. And who knows? Like, maybe because they, they stopped it early, they're, they give authorities and, and more medical people more leeway and flexibility in terms of like bringing a, bringing the, the season back in the future or just having healthy people out there
0: very well said chris let's move on to some uh actual basketball stuff the nets over the weekend shockingly fired kenny atkinson i'm a big fan of kenny atkinson i really think he helped improve the development of the young nets such as spencer dinwiddie and karis levert you know jared allen and i was shocked by this chris how shocking is this move
1: uh I was completely shocked. I mean, you knew there were grumblings. Like I remember that that story about Kyrie in the off season when he was in China and like he had some sort of like weird output, you know, some so some, some in, something in, in China, whatnot, right? And that's when I started thinking that maybe things aren't as peachy as we thought in in Brooklyn. Um that being said, the Nets lost could be the Knicks gain. I feel like the Knicks should completely go after this guy you know he's a former assistant with the team um it's a shame they never gave him a look but now is the time to get someone like that he'd be perfect for a guy who could who could you know potentially raise the level of guys like Mitch Robinson you know RJ Barrett you know and if we decide to keep Frankie Lakina Frankie Lakina and those other guys um it it just seems to me like it it was crazy enough that you know Although they're not directly blamed for it, we all know they're they're pretty much the orchestrators of why Kenny Atkinson was fired. But, you know, what's the deal with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving? Like Kyrie's barely healthy. Kevin Durant hasn't suited up for the Nets all season. Like I understand they're great players who have won championships, but I also think that like you need to sh- you need to actually be on the court to be able to say anything. Um and just the fact that they are able to like sway and sway ownership and get him to leave doesn't sit, doesn't sit right with me you know and good for kenny for for not wanting to finish out the season you know he stood his ground and just decided to dip because he noticed things were souring
0: okay well in terms of the knicks uh he would be my first choice he would be my second choice he would be my third choice he, would be, my third choice. he would be my only choice i think he's the perfect guy to lead the knicks and i think all these other candidates are just big names that don't really fit our current situation as for what's going on now they're going to hire whoever duran irving wants it's clearly their team and i don't think two injured guys as great as they are when they're healthy should be hiring and firing coaches i don't get it i mean you've already seen like if you didn't believe that they were responsible for this you gotta look at what interim head coach jock vaughn did in his first game he starts deandre jordan over jared allen and it's clear because deandre jordan is is best friends with these guys and They viewed this as a big three in Brooklyn, even though DeAndre Jordan hasn't played defense in years and, you know, can't really score without somebody giving him the ball. So I don't get it, Chris. I think if you're going to be, you know, demanding coaches are fired and hired, you got to be on the court being an all-star player. You can't, you know, Kevin Durant was on crutches a few weeks ago. So,
1: yeah. I mean, it's nepotism like that is just like ugly to see. And clearly when Josh, you know, when Jared Allen, I mean, is is a much better player than 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 DeAndre Jordan. Um,
0: and and Chris, he's gonna be a res- he's gonna be a restricted free agent soon. If I'm him, I'm saying, you know what, pay me starter center money, or I'm gonna go into un- I'm gonna take the qualifying offer, go into restricted free agent- unrestricted free agency, and go get some big deal and block shots somewhere else. And you're gonna be stuck with this guy who doesn't play any defense. And that's what I would do because like they clearly don't value the players, the big players don't value him. And I think that's a mistake.
1: Yeah. And as you said, he's on a cheap contract at the moment. They could probably get him cheap. Also, if they wanted him to stay, that's just not going to be the case. I
0: mean, for them to get better next year with Durant and Irving playing at their best, they need these, this young core to get better. You know, it's kind of what we say with Denver. It's like, you know, what Jokic is, you kind of know what Murray is. You know, Harris, Millsap, like the way for them to improve is for, you know, Porter to take that next step. For the Nets, it's Allen, LaVert, Dinwiddie to take that next step. So if you're burying them behind vets who aren't like DeAndre Jordan, whatever you want to say, is not going to improve significantly in it's you know, whatever year he's going into, you know, it's going to be these young guys that are going to help them take the next step. And for them to bury these guys behind DeAndre Jordan seems crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I'm so, I'm so like fed up with what Kevin Durant and Kyrie have done to this Brooklyn Nets team that like, at times I found myself rooting for them. You used to accuse me of being a Nets fan last year, but it's because they had a nice thing going, you know, like they clearly worked at, at making that team into something that was special and just to see it like rot away. And like, you know what they may, they may very well be better than that team. It's just like when you know that that culture isn't the same thing anymore, it's just like now you're just rooting for them to lose. Chris,
0: cult, culture I mean, in the NBA is what two or three best players say it is. And last year it was Dinwiddie, who's come out of the G League. the a great story. It's D'Angelo Russell, who's on his second team. He's a great story. And now it's two superstars who have already won their rings. They know, you know, they think they know better than everybody else, and maybe they do. Again, if those guys are healthy, I don't really have a problem with them firing hiring coaches. But they're not healthy. They're not contributing to the season, so it's 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 a mess right now. And they're gonna they're gonna have a big say in this coach that's coming in. I think their list is gonna be very similar to the Knicks list. A lot of big names. We'll see. You know, Tai Lu is a name I've heard a lot, and let's see if. You know, he had a very interesting relationship with Kyrie Irving. It'll be very interesting to see how those two gel if he's the guy.
1: Yeah, it looks like he'll be the guy considering the relationship they had together in the Cavaliers. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know who else would be a good fit for that team. You know, I guess Tom Thibodeau would be ruled out. Um
0: I, I would know. love. I, I would I, love to see Tom Thibodeau just screaming his head off for Kyrie Irving to play some defense. I think that would be hilarious. I think that would be a meltdown for the ages, Chris. So I would love to see that as a Nick fan.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just tough. I don't I don't see who would fill that role. I don't know. It's just it's too probably too early to 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 see about that Correct. anyway. Um. We we don't even have an NBA season at the You're moment, right. um, but that that being said, Steve, let's move on to final thoughts. You know, Vince Carter, you know, after twenty plus seasons in the NBA, you know, we may have seen the last of him in the in the Hawks' final game against the Knicks. I mean, in the Knicks in, in the Hawks' game against the Knicks, you know, what you know on Wednesday, you know, he was put in the game, and it was kind of sad that you know maybe his career is over.
0: Well, Chris, I I mean. I love this. I wanted to add just to final thoughts because they put him in the game. You know, the fans are chanting, we want Vince. We want Vince with the minutes to go. He comes in the game and what does he do? He drills a three from top of the key. And it was just such a cool moment to see that. And if that is the end, it's a really cool send-off. Uh, I want to talk about March Madness though, Chris. The NCAA obviously has canceled the tournament. They may or may not do a a bracketology kind of thing so people can say, here are the 68 that would have made it. But the bottom line is this was the toughest NBA draft I've ever seen in terms of evaluation. You've seen guys like Opie Tappan, who some people like, some people don't, as high as two or three in the draft and as low as a borderline lottery pick. And the entire draft is up and down. It's beauty in the behind of the beholder. And now we'll have less time to evaluate who these guys are because there will be no NCAA tournament.
1: Yeah, you know what? It's just tough because usually you'll have one or two players that will usually jump on the draft boards because of the tourney. Now we're not going to see that. And, um, but at the same token, if they haven't really popped on our radar up to this point, then maybe they're not talented enough. Um, but the other flip side of the coin, like we like, we like guys like Obi, And so him potentially dropping to 12 could be a good thing for the Knicks. If they don't have a high enough pick. So I don't hate it. Um, I just miss it for the basketball aspect of it.
0: Yeah, I mean the Knicks will benefit from that because they won't pick high. They haven't moved up in a draft since nineteen eighty five. And they won't anytime soon. That's just the way it is. Um, I'll wait and see there, but I just think it's gonna be such a tough you know year to evaluate because for one, you've had all these guys in Australia and you've had guys hurt and you had Wiseman walk out of his team with you know three games in after the suspension. And it's just such a mess that, you know, of course this would happen this season when it's been the most topsy-turvy college basketball season I've ever seen.
1: Yeah. Um, And then one final point um, about, you know, the the players and whatnot. So uh, with the coronavirus, we've had, you know, basically a suspension of the NBA season indefinitely. One of the cool things that the players are doing You know, Kevin Love and Giannis have already pledged to donate $100,000 to the workers who, you know, game day workers who are there to, like, make things run smoothly at games. You know, they're going to be the ones directly impacted by it. Mark Cuban of the Dallas Mavericks, he's also said that he's going to do something to help them also. Um, But the one person that, you know, I understand that it happened less than 36 hours ago. I get it. But for the Knicks, right? The Knicks who are quick to respond to any social media controversy are surprisingly and suspiciously, well, maybe not suspiciously, but they're, t- they're really taking their time with announcing a plan for their own workers. You know, I understand that a lot of the league hasn't said anything yet, but, you know, the Knicks are quick to respond to sillier things than 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 most people. Like, to see them not do anything about it, it's kind of like, come on, guys. Here's a chance to do something positive and, and control the narrative. Instead, they're not. Yeah,
0: Chris, you've done the unspeakable. You've got me defending James Dolan and the Knicks. I don't agree with this at all. I mean, you've heard from what? You've heard from Mark Cuban, two NBA players, uh, the Detroit owner, and I think the Hawks were, were – that's the five Hawks, out yeah. of 30 teams. You know, why are we expecting the yeah. Knicks who don't do anything right to start, you know, leading the charge here in terms of helping workers? I mean, I...
1: but you see, here's here's the thing. They're not leading the they're, charge. Well, though, they're close right? to the they're top just... of the
0: pack. They're going to be dragging behind. And look, they should do the right thing and pay for these, you know, some kind of compensation package for these workers who are not going to have work now. But. It's been 36 yeah. hours. I give them a little time to figure things out. We're still not even sure, you know, if these NBA players have been tested yet, Chris. We don't even know where the Knicks are, you know, in terms of quarantine and stuff. So, yes, they should do the right thing. I'm going to give them till you know, a couple of days here before we start with the pitchforks, especially considering how, you know, other big market teams, the Lakers, the Celtics, you know, they haven't said anything either. Why aren't they being criticized? Why? Uh, because it's because uh, the but, Knicks.
1: But, okay. Okay, but I'm I'm not worried about those teams though. I'm worried about the Knicks because the Knicks are quick to respond to other much sillier things.
0: Well, in, I mean, in look, go ahead.
1: And like, mm-hmm. no, no, it's just that you know they're quick to respond to other things, but not something like this. And I think here is a huge misstep. I'm well, not a misstep. I don't want to call it a misstep yet, but here is a huge opportunity. Something that maybe as you know our our brand new shiny um, crisis PR. I don't know what you want to call him. Steve Stout um, should have taken advantage of. I mean, not even taken advantage of, just like something to put out positive. Well, he, press. they still
0: can. This is um, still very. Early.
1: You're right. You're you're completely correct in that. But you know, these people are figuring things out right now. They're figuring out how am I going to make enough money to cover for those 15 games that are possibly lost. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen for the rest of the season. We don't know if, you know, for the rest of the, they could be out of work the, or out of that particular job, at least for God knows when, you know, they're, they have to figure out, you know, how they're going to pay bills. Like
0: right. who knows? The point is we
1: but don't like, know. Those are, those are things we Those we don't know yet. You're right. We don't know, but also time is money regardless of, regardless if you're a millionaire, regardless if you're someone earning minimum wage. So the longer Dolan takes, the longer these people have to take to decide their lives. So that's the aspect I see. Yeah, I mean,
0: look, they're going to respond to PR statements and and put all these ridiculous things out in 20 minutes because those things attack Dolan, right? Like if That's the priority of the Nick organization is to protect James Dolan under all circumstances. I'm not going to tell you that this is more important this is more important to James Dolan because that's not the reality. But at the end of the day, very few teams have done anything yet. We've had two again, two players and three owners come out and say something. There's still plenty of time for him to be one of the first people to do that.
1: See that, okay, like that notion of plenty of time is for me is not well, true. I mean, but look,
0: they don't they don't know, play at the it, garden again you know, it's until just... Tuesday. You made a point before the show well, what about Ranger games? What about, you know, college basketball? Like, Were the security and the ushers and the people, you know, serving food, were they the people that worked Nick games as well as Ranger games? I don't know. I don't know if it's a different staff. I'm not really too sure about that. And I don't want to speculate on that because we don't know. But at the end of the day, right, and- I think they will <laughs> do the right thing. But for them to take two days to figure it out, I can't blame them for it. Especially when the – the okay.
1: Has done nothing so, yet again, they, you know, we spoke about this. Also, you know, they could have easily sent an email to their to their employees. We just don't know about it. I just want to make that clear. With our they with may our, have fixed it, audience. As you just
0: said like this uh, may be resolved.
1: They right, right. They may have. I'm just pointing putting it out there that you know we haven't heard of anything yet, and like I feel like that could be distressing for people who have to figure their, you know, the next three months of their lives or however much was was gonna be left of the NBA season that could impact their lives. So that's that's the that's the that's the prison through I, how I see it. You know, yes, it's just quote unquote thirty six hours. Um but I have very little sympathy for, you know, millionaire owners who, you know, in the snap of a finger could figure things I, out. I, like I get this. that Chris so,
0: but like was, I'm not gonna like, yeah. Last point for me, I'm just not going to panic on this. And if I was one of these workers, I'm like, obviously you're worried. But until people start losing checks, yeah. I don't think it's something that should be criticized. Because I think the whole league is in a panic right now. There's, mm-hmm. there's panic about a hundred different things. And like, this is very important. But at the same time, there's so much going on, I can't fault them for taking a breath And then saying, here's what we're going to do, boom, 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 instead of just trying to announce it, because Cuban did before everybody else. I'm Mm -hmm. sure other owners are really upset with Mark Cuban for saying that, you know, because now it makes them all look terrible that they haven't done anything. But at the same time, I'm not going to get on Dolan until he's the last guy to say anything. Mm -hmm. Does it make sense?
1: It, It makes sense. And again, I am, I don't feel, I personally don't feel sympathetic for Dolan, like, but. But fine if you want to if you want to give them time, give them time. I'm just saying, that's just my personal gripe. I may be wrong, but that's how I feel. So, you know, the more time he takes, the more time again these people are left wondering what they're going to do. So, you know, we can go back and forth with that. But let's. I I want to switch the topic to something a little more positive. Now that, you know, everyone else is dealing with the coronavirus in their own way. So. Are, is there anything you, you plan on watching, sports-related, for the time being? Uh, I saw Space Jam last night, and that was a Yeah, to I hair. definitely
0: want to watch it. I'm glad you mentioned it's on Netflix. Uh, usually what I do before the start of baseball season, I have this 2006 Mets DVD about how they almost won the championship. It's the only sports DVD I've ever heard <laughs> of about a team that didn't win. Uh, so I'm probably going to you know pop that in, in the DVD player if I still have one somewhere around here. And then uh, probably watch get, get watched on some draft videos. I mean, as of now, that's going to be at the end of the year. <laughs> so we'll have to wait and see there.
1: Yeah, buddy. Um, all right. That'll do it today for our show. Uh, Stevie, stay safe. Be healthy. Um, I'll see you when I see you. And uh, guys, you know, tell us your thoughts about what you're concerned about with the coronavirus and on our Facebook or tweet us at on our Twitter account. Um, and hope you guys also stay safe Thanks for listening healthy. everyone
0: uh, obviously now with the NBA season in doubt we're going to have a lot of open topics to discuss so anything you want us to discuss on the show about basketball leave it in our comments and we will we will definitely get to it so that's going to do it for us and thank you <laughs>